I would like to say good evening to everyone. My name is Felicia Hamilton and I will be your moderator for this session. Welcome to another lecture given by the Southfield members. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. In this school, we use the true, I'm sorry, we hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in the year 1997. The Dean of the Southfield, Michigan class is Dr. Marvin Lewis. The president is Dr. Edward Yule, and the vice president is Dr. Ronald Atkins. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the father the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul filled with the Holy Spirit tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many, but we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Greek language, the Hebrew language, nor the Latin language had any characters or letters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true name and title of our father and his son. Christ is a title, just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit. And in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, 
took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelation. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plain as Joshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given into salvation and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we must ask ourselves is, what was the name of the savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, holy place and a court round about. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof how that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. Our primary aims and constitutional objectives are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race or nationality, creed, sex, cast, color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law, <coughs> excuse me, or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. <clears throat> Fifth, to extirpate current superstitions, skepticisms, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, Satan, and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And 10, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. 
At this time, we would like the class dedicated in prayer by Dr. Michelle Terry, followed by scripture, which will be Mark, the eighth chapter, read by Dr. Brandon Craig. Dr. Terry? You have to unmute yourself if you're muted. is unavailable. Dr. Light, would you be able to dedicate the class in prayer, please? Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. All right, thank you. Mm -hmm. Let us all bow our hearts and minds and thank our Heavenly Father, Yahweh, through Yahshua, for allowing us once again to assemble together. We ask that everybody on this call learn a little bit about our Creator this evening, and that all our time spent learning of Yahweh is fulfilled in our hearts and in our mind. We ask that he strengthen us for the days ahead. As we know, times are getting tougher and tougher every day. And, and the love of Yahweh is waxing stronger in our hearts every minute of every day. And we thank him always for his blessings. Let us all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good evening, class. Good evening. I'll be reading Mark, the eighth chapter. And I'll be reading that from the King James Version of the Schofield Reference Bible, uh, utilizing the true name of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. Mark, the eighth chapter. In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Yahshua called his disciples unto him and saith unto them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now been with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away fasting to their own houses, they will faint by the way, for diverse of them came from far. And his disciples answered him, From whence can a man satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness? And he asked them, How many loaves have ye? And they said, Seven. And he commanded the people to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and gave thanks, and brake, and gave to his disciples to set before them. And they did set them before the people. And they had a few small fishes, and he blessed, and commanded to set them also before them. So they did eat, and were filled, and they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets. And they that had eaten were about four thousand and he sent them away. And straightway he entered into a ship with his disciples and came into the parts of Dalmanutha. And the Pharisees came forth and began to question with him, seeking of him a sign from heaven, tempting him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and saith, why doth this generation seek after a sign? Verily I say unto you, there shall be no sign be given unto this generation. And he left them, and entering into the ship again, departed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have no bread. And when Yahshua knew it, 
he saith unto them, Why reason ye, because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not yet, neither understand? Have ye your heart yet hardened? Having eyes, see ye not? And having ears, hear ye not? And do ye not remember? When I break the five loaves among five thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? They say unto him, Twelve. And when the seven among four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? And they said, Seven. And he said unto them, How is it that ye do not understand? And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, and had put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. And he sent him away to his house saying, neither go into the town nor tell it to any man in the town. And Yahshua went out and his disciples into the towns of Caesarea Philippi. And by the way, he asked his disciples saying unto them, whom do men say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist. But some say Elias, and others, one of the prophets. And he saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Peter answereth, and saith unto him, Thou art the Messiah. And he charged them that they should tell no man of him. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected of the elders, and of the chief priests, and scribes, and be killed and after three days rise again. And he spake that saying openly, and Peter took him and began to rebuke him. But when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter saying, get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savorest not the things that be of Yahweh, but the things that be of men. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, and the gospels, the same, shall save it. For what shall, a, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation. Of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. That was Mark the eighth chapter. Hallelujah. Thank you, uh, Dr. I think it was Dr. Light for the prayer and Dr. Brandon Craig for the scripture, which was Mark the eighth chapter. And before we begin, we'd like to remind everyone to please keep their microphones and video cameras muted during the lecture, unless you're called to speak, and then you can unmute your microphone. Once again, we welcome you to another lecture given by the members of the Southfield class, and we hope that you're edified in everything that Yahshua will bring out today. For our first speaker of the evening, we're happy to call from our Southfield, Michigan class, Dr. Pedro Dominguez. Dr. Dominguez?
You might be on mute, Pedro. You are on mute. Hello, everyone. Hello. Sorry for the delay. I was just caught in, in a bad time. That's okay. Really? I... Don't know. Am I told to speak? Did you want me to speak? Yes. Okay. Um, it's a pleasure and it's a privilege to speak on Yahweh. Okay. Every opportunity we have. So I do take advantage. I would not like to turn it down. I do, I do want to take participate. And whatever I know, I'm willing to share. Mm -hmm. uh, even though it's not me, it's Yahshua the Messiah in me that's sharing uh, and giving <laughs> that knowledge out. I don't have anything to do with that. That's right. Uh, could I get the uh, name chart? Uh, I sure can. And uh, in, in the name chart, we have the, the title and the two names, the fundamental most important name of them all is Yahweh, as he is the father, He's, he is spirit too. Mm -hmm. uh, him being spirit, you can't see him, he's inscrutable, he's, he's, you can't conceive of him, he's, he's beyond the limits of the sense of the fleshly senses, you can't, can't ponder on and contemplate, can't can't go outside of him. He's in limits and bounds. He establishes where you can go and where you can't go. And therefore, if you try to see outside of him, you will not be able to. Uh, he's spirit, so he's invisible and uh, incomprehensible. Incomprehensible. Spirit, spirit, everything originates from spirit. Everything on this earth plane and everything in the... Uh, in the creation is spirit. Um, uh, what is it? What is it? What's materialized. The Realized, yeah. Materialized. Huh? What? Materialized. Materialized, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Uh, I was yes. trying to come up with the right word. I know. I, it's okay. Been long since I spoke. I mean, you know, I've been I've been to the Southfield class, and I try and attend every class they have. Then so then sometimes on Tuesday they have transcript Tuesdays, and sometimes mm -hmm. they have on Thursdays they have speakers, and sometimes on Sunday they have the real powerful speakers, the ones that know more than we, <laughs> than the than the uh, the ones that haven't been there as long. And I know I haven't been there as long as some of these guys, and if I have been there as long, it's without attending school because I I may have been believe may have believed in Yahweh. But I may have not been attending school regularly uh, from that time, from a certain time that I, I knew of Yahweh. I may have dropped out from attending school, may have dropped out of school for a little while. But I did, I won't say that I didn't um, know, I didn't, because I, I, I could hear Yahweh's name in my mind mm -hmm. when I wasn't in school. Mm -hmm. I, could, I could hear, I could hear, I was, I was always thinking Yahweh. And whenever I met somebody, I said to myself, uh, Yahweh, I would say their name, I would say his name. And I, then I would just wonder, well, should I say the name to them or should I not say the name? But uh, that's another story because sometimes I, I try to choose to pick out who, who you talk to. But uh, even if you pick out who you talk to, Yahweh's doing that. 
That's right. Yahweh's giving them the increase for them to understand. He's giving them the knowledge, giving them the insight. He's he's opening their mind to accept it too, you know. That's, right. That's Yahweh. And Elohim is the self-appointed divine title that he gave himself as uh as the Almighty, the translation, and it's plural, because uh I believe Yahweh is both masculine and feminine. And uh, it's uh, actually uh, Elohim is the word or son, as we like to say it, because he expressed himself when he came out as pure spirit form. Uh, 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 he expressed himself as uh, Elohim, the arch type original pattern, the first begotten of Yahweh. And, and uh, uh, he, uh, he's, uh, he's only seen in vision and understood in revelations. And then he breaks himself down later on in, in time, the ages and dispensations we're talking about, because he, in the creation, there was first formed the uh, angelic creation and the physical creation. And those were those were in eternity. And, and uh, those were the first creation. Uh, uh, and then came the uh, uh, antediluvian age and uh, that was with Adam and Eve, I believe uh, Adam and Eve, when they transgressed and uh, Yahweh told them not to eat of the fruit of the tree of, of the good tree of knowledge of good and evil. And Eve did partake of it because she was fooled by Satan. And uh, that's a death, burial, resurrection because in her, in her seed, uh, through her seed, uh, uh, through down through the ages uh, was born Yahshua the Messiah from the womb, from the loins of uh, Adam and Eve uh, came Yahshua and he was the resurrection of the death burial res death burial portion of uh, the pattern in uh, Adam and Eve's uh, but Adam and Eve's uh, uh, transgression plate uh, that's the anti-diluvian age and we have the uh, where is that? Uh, 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 oh, there it is. Antediluvian age from uh, uh, how many years does that say up top? That's uh, 1656. 1656 years of antediluvian age. That includes Abraham because Abraham went through a lot. Abraham and, and his brother Lot, or his son, his, bro his brother's son, I think it was his name, because Lot was involved with uh, Sodom and Gomorrah when, when it was uh, destroyed by Yahweh because they had sinned wickedly and grievously to Yahweh that he had to destroy the city. And he told, that was a death, burial, resurrection also because uh, um, they had to, he had to destroy that city and uh, uh, also, his wife. They were buried uh, in a uh, in a buried. Gosh darn it! Trying to think uh, in that particular story, history story. Uh, uh, can't think of how they were buried. It was a death and a burial and a resurrection because they resurrected a coming out of the city 
they were allowed to resurrect, I believe, but I don't know the burial part. I can't think of how they were, must have been buried. They, uh, they must have been buried by, by, uh, by uh, um, uh, well, I don't know. I guess because that's a heck Which of a story? story. Which story, Pedro? That's a heck of a story. The, uh, the, um, he told, he, I think it's, uh, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah. We, mm -hmm. he, uh, he took, Lot was begging for Yahweh not to destroy the city. And he said, mm -hmm. if perchance there's 30 or 25 mm -hmm. or five or 10, not to destroy the city. And uh, so uh, he took the, he, he led them out of the city with, by the hand with three angels. I believe there are three of them. And uh, uh, he, uh, that was their, his two daughters, and uh, I believe they were married, uh, and uh, his wife. And uh, they came outside the outskirts and uh, out to the outskirts of the uh, city. And mm -hmm. uh, can I get that in, uh, in uh, Genesis? Uh, uh, where, uh, uh, you want when they came out? Uh, give me where he's, he blinds them. He blinds them. Maybe that's a burial, blinding them with, uh, at the door because they were buried at the door by a crowd of people that were trying to get the angels to come out of the house. And Abraham said, or not Abraham, I keep mixing them up. I know he meant to say lot. I don't even know how to say lot. Lot, I can't even pronounce a lot. I can't even say the word. <laughs> I don't got no voice to say lot. When I say a lot, I say a lot, lot. It's like lot. I don't know. I, I don't have no. You no said it right. But uh, lot was the one uh, that uh, was at the door, and uh, he said, "Don't take these pictures." Could I get it? Don't. Mm -hmm. don't. Mm -hmm. but, uh, That's Genesis 19 chapter, and uh, I'll start at. Well, let me just. Geez, um, please. Let me start at one. Genesis 19 and one. And there came two angels to Sodom at even. Oh, it was two? Two angels? Yes. Say two? Yes. I thought it was three. Nope, it's two. Go ahead, two angels. Mm -hmm. And there came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my master, Turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet. And ye shall rise up early, and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered into his house. And he made them a feast, and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. And Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him and said, I pray ye, brethren, do not so wickedly. Okay, hold it. That's, mm -hmm. where, he's, that's where he's at the door. And all those people crowding around him, he must be buried in something. He must be buried in a, in a bunch of people. So that's the burial. The death portion was uh, the, the, the lamb or the uh, food that they shared. They had to kill something. They had to, uh, uh, 
serve him food. So they must have killed something for them to serve him food. That was the death. And the burial is, is at the door where they're, where all those people are uh, trying to get at the, at the angel. These are two angels. They're, they're, we, you know, Lot is, Lot knows that he, for some reason, he doesn't want these people, these two guys to be, uh, to be hurt. And he, I think he does know that they're angels. And uh, uh, great and small, young and old, were blinded at the door for uh, trying to pull, trying to grab them and pull them out, pull them out, uh, the, the two angels. Go ahead, continue. Mm -hmm. A verse, behold now, I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you and do ye to them as it is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing, for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. And they said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn, and he will needs to be a judge. Now will we deal worse with thee than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. That's a burial too, a burial in blindness. That's a burial. Continue. Twelve verse. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides? Son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters and whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of Elohim. And Elohim hath sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get ye out of this place. For Yahweh Elohim will destroy this city but he seemed as one that mocked even to his sons-in-law. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Lot was Lot was aware that uh, those angels came because he said, don't go out to the city streets and look about, look and see the, the wickedness. He didn't want the angels to see that. So he had to serve food and hold, hold them in the house and, and try and keep them from going out. And the angels said, well, no, we're going to continue with this death decree. It is a death decree. And they uh, were going to destroy that city. Uh, they had to leave. They had to. They had to. Uh, Lot had to uh, leave the city. Continue. Mm -hmm. Fifteen verse. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, "Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in iniquity of the city." And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, Yahweh being merciful unto them. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, O not so, my master. Behold now, thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, and I die. 
Behold now, this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. It is not a little one, and my soul shall live. Is it not a little one, and my soul shall live? And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, but I will not overthrow this city for which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zor. Okay, because that, that's the resurrection. If they mm -hmm. made it out, they resurrected into the city of Zor. That's mm -hmm. death, burial, resurrection. I know I kind of pieced it together, but I, I, I barely... I'm barely figuring it out myself, but I, I, I haven't, I haven't been able to decide to, uh, how do you say, uh, locate the uh, exact places where the death, burial, resurrection is in every story I read, but uh, I'm sure there's there's things that can be preached about it that uh, they go according to the pattern, and Joshua uh, was fulfilling everything in the Old Testament. That's what we believe it, that Joshua uh, said. Can I get that where he says, um, I come not to destroy the law and the prophets, but I come to fulfill. fulfill. Mm -hmm. What verse is that anyway? Does anybody know? Sorry, yeah, That's please. Matthew 5 and 17. Mm -hmm. Think not that I am come to destroy the law. Get a little bit higher, a little bit earlier, a little bit more. Uh, just to get a little bit of, of yeah. One second, Pedro. Let's start at 12. Okay. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am come not to destroy, but to fulfill. Okay, that, that was good. Uh, that, that's what Yahshua's mission was. So most of these things that are written in the Old Testament, or uh, as we call it, the law and the prophets, are Yahshua... Um, job his job that's joshua's job that as he is walking around in the flesh he's going to fulfill these these stories and fulfill the, uh it follows a pattern too because like i said i'm not i can't i don't always see everything that it goes according to the pattern i i i i like to read the stories i love to read about the old the old the old prophets and and Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and these guys that were in the Old Testament, those are my favorite stories. I love that. But uh, I guess um, without the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be able to 
decipher or uh, to spot out that uh, death, burial, resurrection, and some of it's already some of it's already been discovered, and we follow we follow that, that pattern. We just go follow in line with that with what's been said, because we know it it's uh, solid solid ground. And Yahshua did, like I said, he came to fulfill the Old Testament, and uh, and uh, um, could I get Matthew twenty fourth chapter uh, four twenty four and four? I think it is. Think not, or let no man deceive you, but uh, many shall come in my name, saying the Messiah. Read and read on. Matthew 24 and 4. And Yahshua answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars. Hold it. Hold it. The, um, Yahshua knew that there was going to be false prophets, and there they exist right now in this world as we speak, because the, the world does not know Yahshua as he is by his true name, Yahshua Messiah, and Yahweh is salvation. Their father's name is Yahweh. They, the whole world doesn't know. There's people out there that believe in Jesus and God and Lord and these other religions, and uh, they would not understand where we're coming from by us just trying to uh, speak, the name, uh, say his name to them, unless, like I said, Yahshua reveals it to them. But uh, the, the world is steeped in various doctrines and religions that uh, these are the false prophets that Yahshua the Messiah is speaking of that uh, come in his name. Uh, continue. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. I can I can relate to that because uh, not everybody's willing to op be open to Yahshua being being preached to them, and uh, some of them get downright nasty when you when you when you uh, try to preach or speak the name of Yahweh. And it's a blessing to hear his name and to have it preached to you. It's not a curse, but it's a curse to them that, that don't believe. Uh, uh, they, we, they will persecute us and uh, they will kill us uh, spiritually, uh, not spirit, uh, mentally, uh, not physically, uh, but um, a mental, a mental death. Uh, spiritually, I hope we continue to preach the gospel and uh, don't let anything keep us from uh, from uh, knowing the truth and willing to share it uh, uh, to the people that uh, are willing to hear it. Continue, please. 
And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then, when ye, sh when, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, Stand in the holy place. Whoso uh, readeth, let him understand. Pause. Uh, we have to ask Joshua to, to come into our hearts and minds so that we can stand in that holy place with him being our, our sustenance and our, our illumination, our, our brightness, giving us knowledge and wisdom according to his uh, vision and gospel. And uh, to to have that in us uh, when we see that desolation, or when we see the uh, the, uh, the abomination, uh, the desecration of the, the true name of Yahshua the Messiah, and it's being pur pur purchased for lucre's sake and, and with uh, various doctrines of devils and heresies uh, continue please dr dominguez you got about two minutes okay thank you mm -hmm. let pardon me 16th verse then let them which be in judea flee into the mountains let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And oh, pause, pause. I think uh, the the Israelites proved that uh, that uh, we can easily turn away from our Creator, who's given us everything we have and who's saved us from everything that was ready to destroy us, to worship idols and to worship a god, a golden calf. Uh, if we don't have Yahshua, the Messiah, who, who openly gave his spirit willingly in, in the death, burial, resurrection of his spirit, of his of death, burial, resurrection of his uh, sacrifice uh, uh, to uh, save, to save, uh, he, he gave out his spirit. So we, we now share in that spirit. We now are able to receive the spirit because it's given out freely. And that, uh, that is our salvation. Um, what was I saying about the, what, what, what verse are you on? I'm at um, 19 now. I know, what does it say? And woe unto them that are with child. And to them that gives oh yeah, the fleeing. If you were to go from your housetop, yeah, well, you you're not giving the love to Yahweh. You're you're trying to you're you're distracting yourself from what from Yahshua the Messiah's true gospel. You gotta keep your eyes on the prize. That's what they say. Continue. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, 
such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor sh ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should be, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Okay, that's good. I just want to yield the floor and I want to say all praises to Yahshua and all honor and glory to my King Yahweh, Yashuael, and my, uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Dominguez. And for our next speaker, we're happy to call from the South of Michigan branch, Dr. Diane Atkins. Dr. Atkins. Good evening. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Good evening, class. Good evening. It's always a pleasure and an honor, of course, to have anything to say about this divine vision. Um, I am so thankful that this is a school. And I'm thankful that I have been chosen to come and hear of this divine vision in Revelation. It's nowhere else you can hear the truth about Yahweh's purpose. And I am thankful that Yahweh has brought me, set me down, let me know that it's not about me. <laughs> I had to learn that. He, had, he has to teach me that. It's not about me. It's never been about me. Um, and at any school, you know, you have to, you have to do your investigation. You have to, you have to dig into things to find out exactly what's going on. In the church, well, I never did that. I didn't know what to study. I didn't know they didn't give me a, a purpose or plan. They don't know, so they couldn't give it to me. But the ones who do know, and they don't do that, they have to answer to that. Um, can you get me um, Matthew 6 and 33? please. Mm -hmm. That's Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of Yahweh and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Now that scripture is saying seek ye first. You got to first seek the kingdom of Yahweh. Mm -hmm. And after, after you seek it, you, you're going to study, you're going to investigate, you're going to you know, you're going to get into the book and you're going to read because that's how you're seeking them. You're seeking to find out what Yahweh's purpose is. Let alone knowing of his name, coming into the school, not knowing that his name was Yahweh. That in itself, it's, it's enough to seek. It's enough to seek for to find out exactly what Yahweh's name is, his purpose is, his plan. That, that to me, is just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I'm thankful that, that I've, I'm getting the opportunity to, to, to learn that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to ask Yahweh. You know, if you really want to know, you'll ask. Anything we want to know, we ask. We ask for anything we, we need to know. And this is one thing we definitely need to know. This is what's going to save our souls. 
my soul. I've never done as much studying as I've been doing since Yahweh has brought me into the class. Mm -hmm. And Yahweh has to do that. Can you give me John, uh, of course, John 15 and 16. That's John 15 and 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained mm. you mm. that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your mm. fruit should remain. That mm. whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. I love that scripture. That's a beautiful mm -hmm. scripture. I, love, I didn't hear that in my previous life. If I did, I had, I mean, it had no meaning to me. The scriptures now have so much more meaning to me because he's, he's given me an understanding because, you know, my thoughts definitely are not his thoughts. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. We couldn't even comprehend this vision unless Yahweh gives us an understanding, unless we ask for understanding. And I'm just, I'm just grateful to, to be able to, to, for the understanding. Yahweh has given me an understanding about things that I had no idea about. And you can't help but continue to come. You can't help but you have that zeal. You want to know. You really want to know because it's so important. It's so important. These fleshly bodies are going to leave here. It, we're going to leave here. But to have that knowledge and understanding about where you're, what's, what's happening with your soul, I mean, that, that beats off in me. And um, as I said, I'm just thankful that, that he's set me down, got, my, got me out the way, got my mind and thoughts. And, and you know, I still have them, of course, in the flesh, still have them, but Yahweh has, has given me a way to, you know, it would be wrong for Yahweh to uh, not give us a way to understand him and then send us to the lake. He's not that kind of, he's not that kind of, uh, he's not that kind of provider. He, he wouldn't do that. He doesn't do that. Anything we need to know about Yahweh on his plan and purpose, what's going on, now what's happened in the past he gives it to us if we ask if we want to know it he gives it to us so i just i'm just thankful that i'm understanding that i'm getting an understanding of that um and i mean that's basically what what's been on my heart and mind and i appreciate anytime i can say anything about our creator I, i'm I'm just, I feel so blessed to, to be able to have this um, understanding. And everybody's understanding about this. Yahweh gives it to him, gives it to us as he wills. And he's ready to give it to you. He'll give it to you. If we ask, if we want to know, it's truly a blessing. I'm, I'm just overwhelmed and extremely grateful to that. That's right. Um, and with that, I yield the floor. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Atkins. And for our next speaker, we're happy to call from the Southfield branch, Dr. Marcus Brazil. Dr. Brazil. You're still on mute, Marcus. Give him a second, might be having difficulties or he may not be able to speak. Okay, I'm gonna call the next speaker. And for our next speaker of the evening, we're happy to call from our Gates New York class, Dr. Gary Myers. Dr. Myers. Good evening, everybody. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Very happy to be here as always. And it's a, certainly a, a privilege and a pleasure to have anything to say about our creator. Mm -hmm. He's the only one that can reveal the mysteries to us. Um, the world don't know these things. And it's just a blessing to be able to um, have any kind of understanding of what's going on in the world and understanding of what Yahweh, what pleases Yahweh and his righteousness. Um, why, don't, uh, why don't we get that in Romans 10 and one. Um, I really appreciate things that um, the previous speakers had to say. Um, and I really enjoyed the uh, scripture reading there. <laughs> Mark condenses so many things in one chapter. Um, and there's so many things that could be talked about. Um, but we'll just see, see where we go with this. <clears throat> so Romans 10 and 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to Yahweh for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of Yahweh, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of Yahweh's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of Yahweh. Um, so Paul is saying what's basically on our minds so much. Um, that we have a desire that people would hear this gospel and be saved and um, understand what we have, understand. And, um, you know, we have relatives and families and friends who, and I think it was mentioned earlier that they just don't um, want to hear it. And, and, and it's because it's a language they don't understand. Um, we'll come back to this, but let's go to um, I guess the best thing to do is to go to um, Isaiah 28 and start at seven, is it? 
Isaiah 28 and 9, Dr. Meyer? 9, yeah, that probably sounds right. Isaiah 28 and 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And who shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Um, to whom he said, so it says, them whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine. So you're not going to understand this doctrine unless he makes you understand it. So it's not really a person's choice to be able to um, understand it. You can get all the academic knowledge you want. Um, I think I just heard someone from the floor who said some of the best speakers uh, who brought this, could bring this gospel out on the floor are now, are now gone. They're not there, here anymore. Um, so they apparently just did not have that understanding. They had plenty of knowledge um, of the charts and how to work them. Um, but without the understanding, it's, they're not going to stay stable in it or stand in it. Is, um, Paul says, um, this is the gospel on which you stand. Uh, so that's there. And then it says, them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Now, this, ain't, this isn't the bottled milk, cow's milk that you can put on the kitchen table, okay? This is the milk that a baby first receives from... Uh, the mother. And it is a food that really can't be duplicated anywhere. They try to duplicate it with formulas, but it has antibodies in it and um, so much nutrients in it. I would advise anybody to just look it up what's in there and what it can do for that baby. <clears throat> and the purpose of this is to recognize that because this milk really is representing the law and the prophets spiritually so because without you need to know the law and the prophets to have any knowledge or understanding he can't teach you anything if you do not know anything about the law and the prophets it's as important as a woman's breast is to, and the milk from the woman's breast is to a baby, a newborn. So we need that in order for you to, um, for, in order for us to get any understanding of spiritual things. And um, one of the things that was mentioned in Mark was, I'm not sure if it's in, if it's what we read in Mark. I know it's in Matthew, where after, yeah, I think it's in Matthew. 
anyways, um, after Peter confessed who he was, um, Messiah, then later on, Peter um, rebuked him about his death, burial, and resurrection, okay? And um, when he rebuked him, Joshua said, get behind me, Satan. And he then went about to teach them through the law and the prophets that death, his death, burial, and resurrection. He showed them. Why don't we, I guess I better get that. We're, we're going to be jumping all over here, but we're going to try to keep the same train of thought here. Mm -hmm. um, you want it in Matthew or Mark? Yeah, let's get it in Matthew. Um, I think. 16. Yes, 16, uh, okay. probably start, yep, started, uh, I don't want you to start right at 13. Just start where he says he has to go to Jerusalem to, to die, be buried, and resurrected. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's not Well, wherever you think is, is good. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. Uh, okay, let's start at, um, yeah, because we got to get where he asked Peter the question. Let's start at 13. When Yahshua came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist some Elias and other Jeremiah's or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art, the, thou, art, thou art the Messiah, the son of the living Elohim. And Yahshua answered and said unto him, blessed art thou Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Yahshua, the Messiah. From that time forth began Yahshua to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and of the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Okay, so he's, he, he's telling them and... He didn't just say it. He mm -hmm. said, it says, Yahshua showed unto them. Mm -hmm. So where did he go to show them? He had to go to the law and prophets. It wasn't any other place shown. Mm -hmm. or, you know, in the creation. So he took time to show them. So they'd have an understanding. But then what comes next? Mm -hmm. 22nd verse. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, master, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of Yahweh, but those that be of men. 
Yes. So, um, so Peter rebuked him, even though Yahweh showed him that what he had to do. But we have an understanding through um, Dr. Kinley that this, this was Satan speaking through Peter to re rebuking him. And because he's saying the things um, that comes from men and not from Yahweh. So um, it's, it's the death, burial, resurrection. And we, we learn from Paul, which is years after this has taken place, that that is, that is our salvation. Knowing and understanding the death, burial, and resurrection of Yahshua the Messiah. And Pedro said earlier, you know, he brought out where you could see that with um, Sodom and Gomorrah and uh, the situation with Lot, which I don't know if I ever heard that one. But there are, it's just, you can find it over and over and over in the law and the process. And um, that's why it's read in there. Um, he will teach you and he will teach you and make you understand by line upon line, precept upon precept, because that's what Pedro was doing. He was lining up the, the precept of death um, back there with Lot and those men with Yahshua's death and um, the burial with um, with Lot and Yahshua's death and the, the resurrection, um, Lot being resurrected out of that city, and that's that's how we understand. Uh, oh gosh, my mind's going everywhere now. Um, we might revisit this, but let's go back to Isaiah. <clears throat> Isaiah 28, Dr. Um, let's go, let's see. Yeah, read, read. Um. So, so my point is about weaning from the milk. We need to understand, we need to know the law and the prophets because that's what Yahshua was, was um, showed his disciples. And um, we don't have to get it, but I think most of us know when he appeared after his resurrection, he, he told um, the two, where did they go there, um, where he appeared um, to them, and they didn't know him. I always forget the name of the city. Emmaus. Emmaus, thank you. When um, he appeared to the two on Emmaus, he, he, he again showed them according to the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. And he said, when I was with you earlier, he told all the disciples when he appeared to all of them. When I was yet with you, I showed you and from the law and the prophets that this had to happen. Okay. So now we come down here and we see things like um, New Testament Bibles where Christians will walk around with the New Testament. And, and you know, everybody, if you haven't done it, look at um, Matthew. And look at the, you know, the first page of Matthew, the first page of Mark, the first page of Luke and John. What does it say? 
<clears throat> the gospel according to Matthew, the gospel according to Luke, they think these are the gospels. They think this is what is going to save you to read and try to understand this uh, biography of their Jesus. And they have this Jesus as a man. They have him still in the flesh, whether they will admit it or not. They still have him in the flesh. They have pictures of him on the walls. They have crucifixes all over the place. Uh, pictures, they probably have t-shirts with his face and on uh, the holy cards and all these different ways of thinking that he's still in the flesh and this is the way they, that's, how they need to worship him. As we just read in Romans 10, it said that, you know, they work up to their own righteousness. Um, how is that? Uh, for they being ignorant of Yahweh's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, having not submitted themselves to the righteousness of Yahweh, because they have not submitted themselves to the true understanding of what the gospel is, which is, um, 1 Corinthians 15, we read it all the time. According to the law, death, uh, according to the law and the prophets, the death, burial, and resurrection of Yahshua. <clears throat> and we even break down that word, how, and what all the definition, you know, what that all means. And it's not him coming in to institute a religion. And here is um, Catholicism basing their religion and basing their homage to a pope on that, those few verses we just read, thinking that it was Peter that was the rock. And there's nowhere in the law and the prophets that would show that, but everything showing that it's Yahshua who's the rock. And, um, and that the church, the assembly, which is a spiritual assembly is established on it. And how Paul says in, in um, Acts 17 that uh, he doesn't abide in buildings and temples made of stone, that he abides in, a, in the temple of the person where it says, you, what, you, don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? See, and they can't put these things together because they were not made to understand doctrine. They were straight away, strayed away by um, Satan. And, um, and it happened even in, this, in our institute after the gospel was preached, after everything was preached years for years and years. And now we have a belief that a man standing on the ground, that, you know, that they have to have someone on the ground that they have to look up to and have to listen to. And it's not really any different. It's just a, a, a different version of the Catholic Church. Then um, they, they just don't understand that. Um, okay, so let's... Let's go back to Isaiah a little bit more and see if there's something else I want to pick up there. Uh, yeah, there was something else. So read 10 again. Isaiah 28 and 10. 
For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. So there you go. Stammering lips and another tongue. So we have to get Acts, second chapter. And I don't know really where I want to pick it up. But my whole purpose here is to show that not everybody um, hears this. It's a language they just can't hear. Mm -hmm. um, I think it talks about tongues. T-O-N-G-S? Yeah, okay. Probably just start at Acts 2 and 1. Um, I guess that. it would be best. <laughs> um, I didn't know if it was after Peter's long spiel, and I really don't want to go through the long spiel. But, um, he, you know, his discourse there. Let's yeah, start at one. Acts 2 and 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were, and, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay, so... They're speaking in other tongues now. Um, and this was brought up, I don't know, I heard it somewhere recently how that in some maybe Pentecostal churches or other churches, they speak in tongues during their um, worship sessions. And, you know, you would ask someone, well, oh, do you know what you're saying? And they say, no, I don't know what I'm saying, but. God knows what I'm saying, you know. So, um, you know what that, you know the word that sums that up? It's called babble. <laughs> oh, right. So, um, we've heard of the Tower of Babel, and mm -hmm. um, it means confusion. Um, Yahweh isn't going to make you speak in a tongue that's confusing. Okay. <laughs> This is a tongue that gives us understanding, um, but not everybody is going to hear it. It's going to be a tongue. What does it say in Isaiah? Um, a tongue, another tongue will he speak to his people. With stammering lips. No one wants to hear stammering lips. They, you know, they want to hear new things. And, they, and what's that scripture go? We want to hear new thing, something like that. And, and it's because people want to be entertained as well in, in, in the way that they see the world should entertain them. And, and you go in these churches and they're dancing around and flipping and flopping around and all kinds of stuff. And trying to, trying to and, and they're always changing to try to keep people coming in. They have to change with the times and change with the cultures and so on and so forth. And, and it's all about them. I mean, just think of it. It really is all about them mm -hmm. and not about Yahweh and what pleases Yahweh. And um, you can get into, it, it really is about the heart. 
Mm -hmm. It's about the heart and where the heart is. And it all springs from that. And um, that really is what this righteousness is about. Um, <clears throat> because it says they establish, uh, establish their own righteousness. Uh, can you get... So I, I think I, I was just trying to make the point there that not everybody can hear this. And, 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 and Paul saying, you know, my desire is that you'll be saved because they have a zeal, but they can't, they just do not hear. Why don't we get where Yahshua says that um, my sheep will hear my voice. I think it's John 10, John 10, but not, Yeah, it is John uh, 10. 16. John 10 and 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Keep going. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Oh, so... That's quite a statement, isn't it? My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life. Right. What was another thing that was mentioned earlier about treasures and it wasn't the actual word treasures in heaven, but it, um, treasures in the earth. Uh, let's get that too. <laughs> um treasure and earthen vessels can't remember how it was said earlier but it made me think of um not storing up treasures on the earth or treasures in heaven uh, oh okay all right we will find this yes we will I Matthew's the sixth chapter is somewhere in there. Okay, it looks like six and twenty. Um, let me start up a little good. bit. That's a good. Um, okay, let me start at nineteen. Matthew six and nineteen. Lay not up for yourselves treasure treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And there will your heart be also. I didn't even know I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually, you know, we find that, how many times do we find that word heart? Mm -hmm. And it, it's just... It just sticks right out at you. Right. You know, there's there's a place I never knew it was written in there, where during those plagues, and Yahweh said, "I am going to pour out my plagues onto your heart," speaking to uh, Pharaoh. Night. You know, I never knew it read that way, and um, we read about how um, the reason Satan became that he be, what he became was because he um, 
he raised his heart up. He, uh, I'm trying to find that word, um, exalted, exalted mm -hmm. his heart. Mm -hmm. And that's what Yahweh looks at. Let's get, um, if you could get, Felicia, are you in charge of that? Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. can you get um, the theosophy plate? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. heart right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Did you want this or the asset? Well, this is good because, okay. uh, you know, the Ten Commandments was brought up. Um, someone, someone brought out how the Ten Commandments really is, equals one commandment. Um, take out that zero, and it means one commandment. Mm -hmm. And it really is just lo love. Having love for Yahweh and the, and the brethren. Mm -hmm. and that, that's, I mean, we see these different commandments. Um, what is the greatest commandment? They ask Yahshua to love your, you know, to love Elohim with all your heart, soul, and mind. And um, to love your, uh, and it's like it. Mm -hmm. Second one is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. But then he gives a new commandment to the disciples in John 17. Um, I give you a new commandment to love one another as I loved you. Mm -hmm. And that's phenomenal. And the reason I bring that up is because on the left side of this chart mm -hmm. is the cardinal ordinances, which is on the outside of people. It's written mm -hmm. on with ink. It's outside of you. Now, where's the real you? Who is the real you? The real you is your soul. Mm -hmm. You have a physical body, uh, a, a body tabernacle, a physical vessel that's carrying around you. The physical body really isn't you. Um, there was a, a question given to Dr. Kinley. Are we going to be conscious of who we are in the next stage? And he says, it's then when you will be conscious of you. <laughs> You're not really conscious of who you are now. You're slowly becoming conscious of who you are now. So as we learn about Yahweh, we're learning about ourselves because we are made in his image and um, it's made in his likeness. And it's, uh, it's understanding that is, um, is, will help you to know who the real you is. And uh, gosh darn, when it... Um, doctrine came in in the 90s and says there is no you say wait a minute okay um this isn't sounding good right now when that first started out i thought they meant you you aren't in the picture in a sense that it's not you there is why you're saved you it's not you is why you you have eternal life you know but um no we're we're precious in his sight it says in there, uh, you know, it, you can't please him without faith. So obviously, if you have faith, you please him. It, it's more precious in his sight. Um, as long as his love and his heart is in us. And that's why this is a nice chart, because then on the right side, it shows how the law is written in our heart and mind. It's not on the outside of us. It's written on the inner man. It, it's embedded in us so that we can walk in his statutes and all that. 
Jeremiah 31, 31 go together so well with Ezekiel 37, where one says the law is written in your heart and mind, and the other one says you need a new heart. And that's what the new heart is, is having that law written in there so that we can follow it. And um, this is so much on my mind because I've been working with the justice and um, the attribute justice and how um, it, it has to do, you know, physically it has to do with law um, to abide by the law. But let's get, I just don't know where I'm going to go sometimes because I don't know where he's going to take me. But let's get, um, if you could... Um, Felicia, go to the Blue Letter Bible, and we want to get the Strong's definition of righteousness. So go right to the Blue. If you can go to the Blue Letter, Letter Bible, and um, and get um, Romans ten, and look up the Strong's definition there of righteousness, <clears throat> and um, I mean. If I get a chance to talk about this a little bit more, but did someone say something? No. Okay. Uh, let me click on that so I can find it. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to put you in a spot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a new tool that we're learning to use. Oh, okay. So, yeah, well, we'll learn to together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what was the scripture? Um, Romans 10. Romans 10, 1, okay. Yeah, one's okay. Uh, I'll look them up. Okay. Uh-oh. It's, uh... Okay, it's spinning. Okay. Lauren, do you remember how I picked which version of the Bible? Yes, yeah, so you see right there at your... What do you want to be on? The blue letter version. Okay, so your tab already says Holy Name Version and King James oh, Version, King James Plus. No, the, the Holy Name. Oh, so I, I, I mean the blue, blue letter by the blue blue letter. That that's just a. It's not an actual Bible. Oh, okay. okay. It's a uh, website. Okay, gotcha. Okay, let me pull that up then. I'm sorry. Thanks, Lauren. That's okay. I can have the Strong's definitions. Okay. Go ahead, Doctor. Right. Yeah, it's okay. Yep. Okay, I see what you're saying now, Doctor Myers. And blue letter Bible.org, I see it. So we want this one. Okay. Can it be? Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Do you know which one you want? Um, yeah, Romans 10. Yeah, 10 and 1 is fine. Okay. okay. Now, now up on top, underneath it says verse or words, it says strongs. Mm -hmm. Right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With that, now go down and click on. Um, righteousness and three. There we go. Yeah, any of those, they're all the mm -hmm. same. Okay. okay. Now go down a little bit. 
See, in that second definition, it says, in a narrower sense, justice, or the virtue which gives each his due. Mm. And, you know, all these things can be considered there, but I, just, I wanted to point that out mm -hmm. because everybody's trying to justify their actions. Mm -hmm. And it, it it's parallels with, with what Paul is saying how that everybody's, you know, they're, they're trying to establish their own righteousness. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what they're doing in the churches. They're trying to establish their own righteousness with the way they're singing, the way they're speaking in tongues, and <clears throat> thinking that, you know, putting Jesus's picture up and um, you, you see him on the corners, Jesus saves, you know, with the signs and, and all that. Um, but when it comes to justice, you know, and talks, you know, that's, that's about the law of the land as well and civil law and what's, whatnot. Mm -hmm. And um, and I don't know how it is there in Southfield or Detroit. I'm, I'm hearing in almost all cities, though, it's becoming very unruly. And people are just breaking the laws all over. And we, you know, obviously see the mass shootings. Okay. And, um, but it's just all the way from the top to the bottom, there's people yeah. just speeding on the, on the highways. And uh, I had a Corvette go by me the other day. He had to be going 150, 180 miles an hour. Because <laughs> I could just hear the vacuum of the air going with it. And I was going 65. And, um, and you're just seeing these things that are racing out there and, and off-road vehicles going through the middle of the city and going through red lights and popping wheelies. And, and um, we, got, we had a couple teenagers that broke into a person's house and set a man on fire. He tied him down in a chair and set him on fire. And, um, and then another couple shot a man trying to steal his car and killed him. And they're not showing a lot of remorse. You see their faces right. get, uh, uh, get get arrested. And oh, I did. Did you give me the five minute? Because I didn't. I did not. Oh, no. oh, we have another half an hour, don't we? Yeah, yeah. You got ten minutes. <laughs> I got ten minutes. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm so used to being done at the end. <laughs> the hour. Um, so I didn't. I didn't want to get into all this, but. Um, it's just been on my mind so much and they're not showing a lot of remorse. And, and I think um, this coronavirus, this lockdown and everybody just feels justified in doing what they wanna do. And, they, and it, it's just a, a type of righteousness in a sense. Uh, but maybe we'll get into that more again some other time, but let's, so, so the heart is, it, it really is about the heart. And where is people's hearts out there? Uh, where's their love? Is it love for themselves? It certainly isn't love for Yahweh, the true Yahweh, the true Elohim, their version of Yahweh, their version of their God, or their version, you know, of the themselves. I mean, they, they made an, a, a golden idol, a golden uh, bust of um, um, Donald Trump. And, you know, who is he to them? Who exactly is he to them? Is he more important than the creator? If you raise anybody up above the creator, you're not any different than Satan. 
you're not, I mean, in, in, in his spirit, um, because that's what he did. And um, that's where their hearts are. Uh, let's go back to Rome. Let's see. Let's go back to Romans and see if there's anything more there. Um, if not, we'll finish up in Isaiah, maybe. Okay, so Romans, what do we want? Yeah, if you want it, 10 and what was it? Uh, let's just start again at one. Okay, Romans 10 and one. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to Yahweh for Israel is that they might be saved. So there's, there it is right there again, mm -hmm. heart, heart's mm -hmm. desire. His heart's desire. Why? Because Yahshua's love is in him. Mm -hmm. well, and, and, and he just, you know, that's one thing you can't, you can give as much love as you want and you still have the same amount of love. You don't ever lose any of it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like giving money away and then you don't, you know, you have less of it. You never have less. In fact, I've heard people's hearts, their love grows when they do you know, love more. But um, anyways, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Second verse, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of Yahweh, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of Yahweh's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of Yahweh. So they did not submit themselves. Mm -hmm. In other words, they did not believe in the gospel. Mm -hmm. They did not submit to the gospel. Okay, go ahead. For first, for Yahshua is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For, Mos mm -hmm. for Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. Now, real quick, get Romans... 2 and 14. Mm -hmm. Get it, Brenda. I'm sorry, I missed that. What was it? Romans 2 and 14. That's Romans 2 and 14. Mm -hmm. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these, having not the law, are a law unto themselves. Well, the Gentiles have a natural law that they follow and they, think they conform to. And, um, and it, it, it's really put in them to do those things. And uh, I just wanted to bring that, bring that out, that it doesn't have to be written. Uh, we all should have a respect for each other and rules and regulations that we should follow in a nat you know, natural standpoint. <clears throat> uh, let's go back to Isaiah 28, please. And let's, I'm going to finish this up. Um, okay, 10, start at 10. Isaiah 28 and 10, for precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, 
for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. So when we bring out the law, uh, death, burial, and resurrection of blood, water, spirit, we go down, we, we set up the precept and we go down the line across the, the examples that Yahweh has given us. So we're saying um, blood, 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 water, uh, water, 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 spirit, 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 you know, because that's how he lines things up. And um, and, and it helps us to understand revelations. It helps us, you know, the book of revelations helps us understand a lot of things if you can line these things up. Um, oh, what was I gonna? And, and even our body, I mean, we, how many times do we line up the uh, body tabernacle with the, the tab, uh, our, you know, our body tabernacle with the regular tabernacle pattern, how we line things up over and over and over again, see? <clears throat> and the world just don't know how to do that. They, they, they've never seen that. And we never did either till we came in here. But boy, when I came in, I did like the tongue that I heard. I just liked it right away. I mean, some people probably took a while, but um, I, I liked it right away because there was nothing didn't sound right out there in the world, just in that. Um, okay, so 12. Verse 12, to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. So this is the rest. Rest from the physical ordinances, cardinal ordinances that we're practicing and the, uh, the, the chaos that might be going on in our heads of, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on spiritually. I don't know what's going on physically. And... Um, and it's a refreshing. We come back to get refreshed. Every time we come back to class, we get refreshed. And I try to get refreshed just, just with Yashua and me, just the two of us, if I can, as much as I can, and just sit down and, 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 and um, I let him get my mind going on whatever I'm reading or whatever he's showing me. Um, and it's a refreshing. It's a refreshing from the world. Sometimes it's like, it's the only thing I want to do. I don't want to do anything else. There's a ton of things out there to do, but I don't want to do any of them. <laughs> so much. You have to want, you know, you have to. Mm -hmm. And it is good to do, you know, certain things. But mm -hmm. anyways, just real quick, 13, and I'll get done. Verse 13. Well, so, so I'm sorry, back there, but yet they would not hear. Why? Mm -hmm. Well, we know. They don't hear the ears. They do not hear that language. They, it, it's just not only, it's, it's babble to them. But, um, that's purpose. That's purpose because there's goats and there's sheep, and that and that's just the way the pattern works. Okay, go ahead and read thirteen. But the word of Yahweh was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. So this is really, you know, it's talking about who he's teaching to, but it's also talking about those who don't want to, who aren't going to be taught or aren't going to listen. And, you know, that's how this chapter actually starts out. If you've never read, you know, the beginning of this chapter, you should, because it, this, there's a purpose why this is placed in the middle here. Uh -huh. But um, 
it says they will fall backwards. Now, what's the opposite of that? Don't we read it at the end of every class? They will keep you from falling, right? So um, this gospel keep, gives us stability and um, we stand on it. It's our, our foundation where, um, and, and we just build on it. And uh -huh. we, it's, we always say, I hope what I said edified the class. Well, an edifice is a building and we're just, he's giving us, us ministers, the ability to share what he shared with us to um, edify the class and build his building. And, um, and that's strong and it's on something solid and, um, and we will not fall and we will not be broken. And uh, I know I got I, I, I get down. And I, I'm ready to get down. And I hope you all got something out of that. It made sense. And I didn't leave anything untied. And um, I love you all. And praises to Yashua. Hallelujah. Praise Yashua. Thank you, Dr. Myers. And for our uh, last speaker of the evening, we're happy to call from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Dorian Lewis. Dr. Lewis. Good evening, class. Oh, sorry. Good evening. My bad. I got two devices. Okay, can you hear me now? <laughs> yes, I hear you. All right. Well, I've enjoyed class, and I'm glad to be here. And I'm thankful that Yahweh's given us another chance to learn more about His purpose, pattern, and plan. Um, I enjoyed all the speakers. To me, they were speaking the same thing. It was about having faith in Yahshua and understanding that this is our only hope. And with that, can you go to uh, uh, the scripture about endure? Those who Pedro had it read. Those who endure to the end. Mm -hmm. Let me get that. Oops. Matthew 24, 13. So this is Yahshua speaking, right? Yeah. Correct. All right, go ahead. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Can you get a little bit of a train of thought, please? Nine. Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall mm. deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Mm -hmm. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Okay, can we look up the word endure real quick? Because Yahshua, the things that we come to learn in this class, the things that Yahshua the Messiah said when he walked around in the flesh, the things that Dr. Kinley said through his vision, they weren't just uh, uh, anecdotes or, you know, analogies to something else. He meant what he said. Mm -hmm. So get, uh, get the word endure. Endure, and this is dictionary.com, to hold out against, to sustain without impairment or yielding, mm -hmm. to bear without resistance or with patience, mm -hmm. tolerant to admit of, to allow, to bear. To bear. 
to continue to exist, to last. Okay. You have anything? I, I got one that says to suffer something painful or difficult, difficult, patient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted. So what I've got that because when Yahshua said those who endure, yes. he never told us it was going to be easy. I don't know about anybody else, but I had that thought in my head. I did. Like, you know, well, I know somebody Yahweh, it's a cakewalk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, he wasn't joking when he said endure. You're going to have to endure some things. And that's the point for us coming of us coming to these classes. That is the point of us striving to learn some about Yahweh. As Dr. Uh, Myers just said at the end of his lecture, you know, you come, you keep trying to learn, you see, it's so that we can endure these times or we can endure our own problems and troubles that we have in our own hearts and minds, you see. So we go through these things and Dr. Myers talked about it, the, what the world is dealing with. These things are troubling to see especially if we don't understand something about Yahshua. But even for those of us who understand something about Yahshua, it's troubling to see those things, you see. And that, for me, has made me focus on the fact that it's that much more important to understand something about Yahshua, you see. Yahshua, you gave them the parables of the, uh, the women with the lamps, mm -hmm. you understand? And the whole thing, he's, he used a lot of different sayings for it, but this is the one that comes to mind, the, the women with the lamps. But is to be prepared. Mm -hmm. I'm not preaching doom and gloom. What I'm saying is we are dealing with something. Everybody on this call is dealing with something. That's right. You see? Mm -hmm. And so the point is, it's not going to get easier. Mm -hmm. And I guess y'all is making me understand which side my bread is buttered on. The world will not help you through the issues you're dealing with. They can't. Neither will your spouse, your children, your family. They can't. The only one can help us through this is Yahshua the Messiah. So then there's a reason we all in this school. Yahweh has shown something to each of us individually. And we have to call on that. You understand? It has to be rehearsed. That's why we hear three times a week or as much as we can come. That's why we go through the same things. You understand? You have to have a foundation. And that's what you call on when times get tough. When things, listen, when Yahweh, you look back in the so-called Old Testament, this is span, this spans thousands of years, the book we call the Old Testament. Look how many times Yahshua, Yahweh said to them through a prophet or whatever, remember when I brought your fathers out of the land of Egypt? You think they got tired of hearing that? <laughs> I mean, they probably did. Like he was saying it for thousands of years. You understand what I'm saying? It has to be rehearsed. So that's why we have to rehearse. Now, each of us have seen something of Yahweh. That's why you're here. That's why you come to these classes. You ain't coming for me or anybody else. You come because Yahweh did something for you. You've seen it. You witnessed it in your life. See? So those are the things you have to rehearse when things get times get tough on you. You're dealing with something. You have to rehearse those things. And for the people that may be newer or maybe not quite wherever, you know, and everybody's in different places. That's why it's our job, those of us who Yahweh has shown something to, to preach the gospel to them. You know, get Romans 1, 19, 20. I know I got 10 minutes. It's Romans 1 and 19. Mm -hmm. Go up to 18. Okay, Romans 1 and 18. For the wrath of Yahweh is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Right. 
who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them. Mm -hmm. For Yahweh has showed it unto them. Mm -hmm. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, Mm -hmm. being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power and supernal nature so that they are without excuse. They are without excuse. Go read the next verse. Mm -hmm. Because that when they knew Yahweh, they glorified him not as Yahweh, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Right. So listen, that ain't just there. (laughs) Paul talking to the Romans. That can happen to each and every one of us. So what we want. Now, what he said was so that they are without excuse. Again, not an analogy. <laughs> you understand? Not just, you know, uh, he was speaking in a roundabout way. There is no excuse. Mm-hmm. You understand? There's no excuse for us to think some of the things we think because Yahweh has proven. For instance, and I was just listening to a, one of those Dr. Kennedy lectures. He says, you know, he said things, it made it sound so simple. <laughs> it's like, uh, he said, like, there's no excuse for you to think that Yahweh's a trinity. He's like, you ain't got no excuse for that. I'm like, well, I guess not. How? He explained it. You understand? You can go, you, you explain the, the supernal nature. Can you give me the uh, name chart? Mm-hmm. I know we've all heard this, but I'm for me personally, that's all I can say. For me personally, go back and recall the things that captured you in this gospel. Find out, is it still that way? Maybe, maybe I was just, I just liked it because it was something new. Find out, does it still stand the test of time? And are you still convinced of it? For me, I am. I go back to this. I know Dr. Kinley had a vision. He said that Yahweh is pure spirit. Mm. Yahweh has three states of existence. His pure spirit state, that's Yahweh the Father. He said Yahweh can transmute or take on a shape and form as Yahweh Elohim. Same Yahweh. Mm-hmm. He said that Yahweh Ellen can further come down and take and, and manifest in the physical body as Yahshua the Messiah. And he said, Yahweh put proof of that. We just read it in Romans 1, 19, 20. He put proof of that in the earth planet. Mm-hmm. The scientists have something called empirical evidence. That's something that, that means you, you are watching. It's evidence based on observation. You observe this happening. You saw this happening. It was repeatable. Right? In other words, it didn't just happen once. It's like Newton and the apple. I mean, even though that story is probably not true, but we all heard that story. Newton sitting under the tree, the apple's falling on his head. He says, what makes it fall? He discovers or, or figures out gravity, right? Because mm-hmm. every time he drops something, every time he let something go, it dropped to the ground. It was repeatable. That's what I'm trying, that's the point I'm trying to get to. So you take uh, matter and we take the, H2, the H2O molecule, what we call water. Mm-hmm. It is in a gaseous state. Water, water is something common we deal with every day. Mm-hmm. Don't overlook these things that Yahweh has allowed us to know. Water is in its gaseous state all around us right now. Every last one of us. It's summer now. It's human. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. You understand? You can't see it. That's type. That's pointing to Yahweh and His pure spirit state of existence. You understand? Invisible, unknowable. You see then water can condescend and take on a liquid form as liquid water, which you can see. 
but it is not locked to any particular shape or form and it take on the form of any vessel you put it in. That's, that's likened to Yahweh in shape and form as Yahweh Elohim. Same Yahweh, just like it's the same H2O molecule that can be invisible and then become liquid. Mm-hmm. Same molecule. And then it can further condescend and take on a, a solid shape as ice. And that's likened unto Yahshua Messiah. Mm-hmm. Yahweh that who was invisible who took on moved through shape and form and now was able to manifest in a physical fleshly body and as John said we held him yes, we beheld, you understand he's a physical man that's Yahweh not God's little boy you understand mm-hmm. the H2O molecule operating that way is evidence and proof of Yahweh of his nature he put that in the earth for us to know so we don't have an excuse and we don't have time to get the scriptures, but you go back in Isaiah where Yahweh says, beside me, there is no savior. I thought Jesus was the savior. He got the father over here calling himself the savior. We just read it a couple classes ago in John 14th chapter where Yahshua tells Philip, when you see, or whoever it was, Tom, whoever, Philip, when you see me, you see the father. That's, he's not just, you know, and, and I've explained it to people and they'd be like, oh, he didn't mean it like that. He, you know. He didn't mean he, he that was his direct answer to the question. Philip said, show us the father and we'd be good. We'd be happy with that. He said, Don't. and then the thing he said before he said, when you see me, get, just get it real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just be talking. Right. I'm saying this is, go ahead. It's 14 and something. You got it, Brandon. It's before 26, before the comforter and all that, but not quite at the very beginning. John 14 and 8. Mm-hmm. Philip saith unto him, Master, show us the Father, and mm-hmm. it sufficeth us. Mm-hmm. Yahshua saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, <laughs> and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? Right. See that now, see that that takes away that excuse. Well, he meant he was coming in the name of the Father. Right. He was representing. No, his direct answer to show us the Father was, Have I been with you all this time? You don't know who I am? What's wrong with you? You understand what I'm saying? That takes away that excuse. He's telling Philip, I am the father in this body. Go ahead, friend. He that hath seen me hath seen the father. Right. And how sayest thou then, show us the father? Right. So you got the father saying he's the only savior. You got the son who is the savior saying he's the father. If you go further down in 14, get it real quick. He says, I'll pray to father to send you another comforter. So 14 and 26, but the comforter. Uh, Before that, before that, I'm sorry. I can't find these scriptures fast. It's it's in 14, it's right before the comforter. 14 and 16. Okay. And I will pray the father that he shall give you another comforter. Right. That he may abide with you forever. Right. Because before that, he says, I got to go away. (laughs) You see, he says, I'll pray the father. He send you another comforter. And as was explained Sunday, because he was their comforter while he was with them in the flesh. See, but he says he's going to pray to the Father to send you another comforter. Keep going, Brandon. Even the spirit of truth whom uh-huh. the world cannot receive. The Holy Spirit. Go ahead. Because it seeth him not, neither right. knoweth him. Right. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and right shall now. be in you. And he, right now he's dwelling with you. And he's talking to his disciples and shall be in you. Go ahead. I will not leave you comfortless. I will well, come to you. Wait a minute. You got the Father saying he's the Savior. You got the son saying he's the father. You got the comforter. Well, I thought the comforter was something different. I pray the father that he'd send you another comforter. 
Then right after that, he says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. That's right. That's one Yahweh Mm -hmm. manifesting his purpose out. You understand? Mm -hmm. He put it in the earth plane in H2O. You understand? He put it in the scriptures. You understand? Now, that's basic. Most of us have heard that before. But Mm -hmm. has it changed since the first time you heard it? Did you gain some more understanding and say, okay, I misunderstood that. It's the same thing. H2O still operates the same way. It didn't get old. You understand? Whatever else it is, the physical body still works. I see the bell, I'm sorry. The physical body still works the same way that it always has. We put it up against that tabernacle. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. None of that's changed. So when, and not if, but when you hit these hard times, you having troubles, maybe you question Yahweh, all of that. Is part of it. Yes. It's part of enduring. You may not understand some things about this gospel. Mm. All of us, none of us understand it all. Right. But when you have a serious, like, I don't know. I don't know. Review the things that you do know. Wait, now I know that's <laughs> I know that's a fact. The whole point of us learning any of this stuff, we're going through the green chart, it seems so polytechnical. The whole point is that we might have faith in Yahweh. So whatever it is to you, for me, it's the science and the, it might be something else for somebody. Whatever it is, review that. Mm-hmm. See if it's changed. Mm-hmm. See, that's your foundation. And as your foundation builds, you understand? Okay, I got three minutes. As your foundation builds, mm-hmm. you your faith is strengthened. Your faith in Yahshua. You stop trying to accomplish things yourself. You stop trying to live by the standards of the world. You understand? And you begin to have more faith in Yahweh. They didn't say once you get faith in Yahweh, you're not going to go through anything. You're still going to go through it. But I'll tell you what changes. When you first start going through stuff, you just, I don't know, you fretting. You know, hey, well, I don't know. Going through it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But as Yahweh begins to make himself a reality in your life, and you begin to understand more and more about him operating in your life. Every time you go through something, you get stronger in Yahshua. Mm-hmm. Your faith is stronger in Yahshua. So then it gets to the point where you're not doubting that Yahweh going to do what he said he was going. He's going to remove whatever situation, issue you're dealing with. You That's know right. he can and you know he will. Mm-hmm. I don't mean you like going through it, but you you don't doubt that anymore. Like I, You still be like, Yahweh, please, how long? Right. <laughs> how long? Right. But you yeah, don't, you don't ever doubt that. You understand? That's a physical example in the world. We all go through it. Everybody, you know, I'm in this health kick, trying to get healthy. Got to walk. You got to exercise. You got to eat right. You know, you start lifting weights for the first time. It feels awkward if you've never done it or you haven't done it in a long time. You're unsure of yourself. You got to get proper form. It's awkward and it's weird and it's easy to want to quit. But as you continue to persevere, it ain't rocket science. You see people with muscles all the time. They do the same thing. They persevere. They keep repeating. They call it reps, lifting weights. You just keep doing reps. You continue and you persevere you're going to gain muscle. You're going to get stronger and more in shape. You understand? So then you, every time I'm, I know I'm almost done. Every time you go through and when you're lifting weights, you mm-hmm. have to increase the weight. Yes, you do. In other words, and that's putting stress on your muscle. You can't, if you start with 25 pounds, you can't stay there. You're going, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm, 25 pounds is good. I got to go up to 50. You have to go through something worse in your life. You're going to have to have a bigger problem, mm-hmm. but as you increase the weight, you have confidence. You know, I can move up to 100 pounds. I went through 25. I went through 50. If I persevere, I can get up to 100. Same way in your spiritual life with Yahshua. Every time you go through something, your, your faith in Yahshua grows and is stronger 
And so you just and he'll put something else on you, but you don't doubt. You say, yeah, I know you can do this. I know you, I know I can't, but I know you can. That's the faith. That's the whole point of all of this. So thanks be to Yahshua. Have faith in Yahshua. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Dr. Lewis, for summing that up for us. And we want to thank all of our speakers today. We really did enjoy um, everything that Yahweh brought out through you. Because remember, we're just vessels. We hold her, our classes here. I'm sorry, and that bring that does bring an end to our Zoom session. We hold our uh, classes here on Zoom every Tuesday and Thursday from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and on Sundays from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. At this time, we would like everyone to please stand in your heart and mind and give honor and praise to Yahweh at this time through his son, Yahshua the Messiah, through our doxology, which is taken from the last two verses of the book of Jude. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise Elohim, our savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time and now and ever. Let us all say, hallelujah. 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 Beautiful class, everyone. Thank you. Hallelujah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Enjoy that as 